Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Folks, recently we've talked with Dr. Nyambi Hall Campbell-Dean of the Advocates Network, and we've been talking with uh, others as well, because this is a very important conversation as we continue the conversation about reparations. We continue the conversation about neocolonialism throughout the diaspora. We are honored to have with us another who is a part of the Advocates Network, in fact, the founder. She's also the founder and CEO of Jamaica's Institute of Law and Economics at the University of Technology in Jamaica. We all met, I was honored uh, to be amongst them uh, when they gathered to discuss the uh, charm offensive uh, put on by um, Prince William uh, and Princess Kate. And they were, the royals weren't really prepared for what they faced when they got to the Caribbean. I, I loved it. I wish I was there. Uh, I wish they would invite me there to help them organize for the next time the Royals come so we can have some fun. Uh, but uh, th- th- this is great. And again, this conversation about uh, an international Pan-African reparations movement, which some are pushing back against. We'll get into that as well. But we're honored to have with us none other from Jamaica, Dr. Rosalie Hamilton. Dr. Hamilton, welcome to Make It Plain. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. And you're welcome to come to Jamaica anytime. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold you to that. I definitely want, want to do that. First of all, how are, how are things at home? How are you all doing with, with COVID and everything? Are things pretty stable now? Or getting better? We're, we're doing well. Um, fairly stable now. Um, it's kicking up a little, but you know, we're hoping that we can keep it under control. But before I go on, I just want to clarify that I used to be at our University of Technology Jamaica as okay. vice president, and the Institute of Law and Economics is a separate organized NGO. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, right. So, just for clarification there. Yeah. So, you know, we are now trying to pick up the pieces. It's been a tough um, two years, going on three years of this COVID pandemic, but I think things are settling down and we're trying to really pick up the pieces. Well, we're honored to, to have you with us. Tell us how the Advocates Network came to be. Well, you know, it's interesting, the origin, because um, in the context last year, you know, when we're struggling with what was happening, we know that one of the hidden pandemics associated with the COVID pandemic is gender-based violence. 
And um, we, you know, we've been hearing a lot of reports about it. It's a problem here in Jamaica and many other countries as well. And then we had this, we saw this viral video going around with someone who, a man beating a woman with a stool. And it was really awful what we saw. And then the allegations are that it's a member of parliament, a sitting member of parliament who did that. So we were quite outraged and a few of us decided that we have to take a stand and speak up because it's not acceptable, in fact, intolerable to have a member of parliament you know, who's part of this. So the allegations were around, uh, it led to him um, being forced out of the ruling Jamaica Labour Party. And with all that has happened, he's never denied that he did it. And so he continues to sit in parliament and so on. So that started a sense of, we need to come together around these issues and speak with a louder voice. And so we came together as a network of advocates. Many of us are advocates in our own right. And we thought it is important to strengthen our voices, especially now when things are really difficult, um, civil society organizations are facing real difficulties. And we felt that now more than ever, we need to take a stand collectively to strengthen our voice. Amen, amen to that. And so now, as far as advocates are concerned, that instance of, of violence towards another now obviously inspired you all to also come together and be advocates standing up against the uh, centuries of violence and exploitation at the hands of Europe and the British crown. Right. And I'll tell you how that came into being, because many of us, we, we comprise individuals and organizations. Some of us are, you know, fighting corruption. Some of us are on the front line of gender based violence. Some of us are on the front lines of working with at risk youths in prime crime prone communities across Jamaica, um, dealing with children, um, you know, women who have been you know trafficked and abused etc so we're we're in the throes of the social and economic problems that we face i mean i for example spent 10 years leading the micro small medium-sized enterprise coalition alliance so so we understand that legacy the legacy from our past and it is it is, we can't understand contemporary problems of today without rooting it in that past. And so we thought it was important to highlight our history in the context of Jamaica celebrating 60 years of independence this year. And we felt that, you know, we're, we're still in the throes of a pandemic. Um, you're coming to our country at a time when we can least afford it. We're told that you're picking up some costs, but the Jamaican people have yet to hear how much our taxpayers' dollars spent on that trip. We, we don't know. We've asked, and we're still trying to get answers. What did it cost us? We were told it will cost at least security costs, but whatever it is, we need to, we need to know. 
Um, and, and so you come in as if nothing has happened and we're, we're supposed to be you know, happy. So we felt, no, we had to take a stance. So the first thing was we said we wanted to document why we don't, we're not happy to see you. Certainly not, no. And certainly we're not going to celebrate 70 years of your grandmother's um, you know, jubilee celebration. That's not on the cards. For those 70 years, while she was on the throne, we've been suffering. We've been dealing with the legacy of what has happened for the past 400 years. So we felt that it was important to make our voices heard at a time when we're grappling with some of the legacies of the social and economic and political um, 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 history that we've had to grapple with. And, and that was really our motivation to stop. Wait a minute. Jamaica has to pay for them coming. So you all are going to be billed for their visit that you didn't invite them. And normally if you invite people to your house, then you do provide for them. But let me just be clear. Did Were they invited? We asked that question as well, because we're not clear. We're not clear whether they were invited or whether they said they were coming. You know, um, you know, the queen is head of state, so they can say I'm coming. And so who, however they came, they're here. And we were told by the government that the royals will pick up some of the costs, but we would pay for at least the security costs. That was what we heard. Now, we saw a lot of things happening, their dinners and so on. So, you know, just how much did we pick up? <laughs> as far as we're concerned, even if it is $10, we think that that $10 could be spent differently to address some of the problems that Jamaicans face now. Of what, and you're raising the question as others are about whether or not Jamaica should remain in the Commonwealth, right? What, what are, what is the benefit, the ongoing benefit to keeping that arrangement to being a part of the Commonwealth? Yes, so there is a distinction between, you know, removing the queen of head of state and participating in the Commonwealth. There are many countries in the Commonwealth who do not have the Queen of Head of State who are part of the Commonwealth. And it's a group of, com of, of countries that have been formerly part of the British Empire, but there are others who are not. So it over time has become a group of um, countries that, you know, there's a sense that here is a group that we should join. Um, now, the head of state is really our focus now. We can come back to the, the issues associated with the Commonwealth. So the, the head of state is really a symbolic head um, with no real powers. And that's the issue that was settled at independence. So real power was transferred in our local hands to our prime minister and the cabinet and government. But the, the, the perpetuation of the symbolic head is a constant reminder of that past. And so severing the links, removing the queen of head of state, essentially ends that colonial process and establishes us as a nation without a monarchy. But there are some of us who feel that that is not enough. We need to go a step further to establish a country 
that is in the hands of our people. That sovereignty moves from the crown to the people. And so it is our view that what we now need to do is focus on what exactly does that mean? How do we strengthen our democracy, deepen provisions in our constitution that we shape? We had, in fact, our constitution is a British order in council. That's an arm, it's just a signature done by a civil servant. <laughs> That's just a piece of legislation coming out of the British Parliament. That's our constitution, an order in council. So we are of the view that we need our own constitution. We need to shape a constitution that comes from the will of the people. And just to give you a different uh, comparison with our constitution and yours, you start with we the people. And you, you, you know, you establish a constitution that's about the people. There is nowhere in our constitution that the word the people turns up. Nowhere. Yeah. So oh, yeah. we have to settle all of that. And I think that's really the issue now that we need to shift and to make this shift more than simply moving the queen of head of state, but establishing a real democracy where we have a government for the people and by the people. So to be clear, though, to establish that real democracy, does that also require not only replacing the head of state, but also leaving the Commonwealth? Or no, it doesn't, it doesn't require. No, it doesn't require. That's a choice. And um, right now, we're not only choosing to stay, we're in fact running the risk of breaking up the Caribbean and, 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 and making even more fragile our collaborative arrangement in CARICOM because the CARICOM heads agreed on supporting the existing Commonwealth Secretary, the Secretary General for the Commonwealth, the administrator essentially for the Commonwealth. Um, they had agreed on the existing candidate to do another term. And then within a month of that agreement, Jamaica offers a new candidate. And it has created obvious tension. And so, um, you know, I recently wrote an article effectively questioning, is this worth breaking up um, a collaborative arrangement which we ought to see as important as we reposition ourselves in the world? As all of us need to reposition ourselves as the global alignment is clearly changing. So it really boils down to picking and choosing certain battles. Uh, yes. Uh, you're making the case for the queen to no longer be the head of state and for reparations. We'll get to that in a minute. And so what you in the article you wrote, you're suggesting that getting into a fight about who the, uh, the head of the Commonwealth is, is probably not very timely. And I, but you mentioned it would cause disunity. And so it's, it's a distraction, you would say. Yes, it's, it's actually a breach of the treaty arrangement we have in the Car in CARICOM, where we, we have agreed via treaty to make sure that our foreign policy is done in a collective way. And that if we have any arrangements like a international organization, the Commonwealth, we would agree on a common position. So, and we've been seeing deviations from that over the last few years. And it is truly troubling because Jamaica, 
you know, has had a history of being very strong in the Caribbean um, when it comes to certain leaders, but other leaders are taking us in an opposite uh, direction. So, so when you say leaders, so it is this is the current political leadership in Jamaica, the prime minister. Who the is- current polit- political leadership have made some very troubling decisions in the region over the last few years. And so, I think that's also part of the problems. The current political leadership in Jamaica, um, what is their position on the queen no longer being the head of state? Oh, yes, we have agreed from 1995, both parties, that we want to remove the Queen of Head of State. In fact, the current leader has promised in his election campaigning that he would remove the Queen of Head of State. Last December into early this year, January, there was a move to establish a new ministry of legal affairs to, we were told, address this issue among other issues. So there is a verbal and written commitment to do this, but the country is confused about the signals being sent because this is the same prime minister that chose to apply for a position to be part of a privy council, one of these privileged position that simply takes him into a closer relationship with the British. In fact, a former prime minister denounced the title and asked to leave the Privy Council symbolically to send the signal that there's time that we have to move away from these old arrangements. But the current prime minister choose <laughs> to do this. So, so these are conflicting signals. And of course, the, mo- the, list, the latest one is even further confusing Jamaicans because here we are trying to leave the queen and now we're going to mash up CARICOM in order to um, you know, get a position for an individual to lead the Commonwealth. This is a job for an individual. This is not a country's position. We're completely confused. Yeah, yeah, that, that's unfortunate. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. And, and the fact of the matter is, uh, CARICOM, just in terms of sheer numbers and representation, probably wields a lot of weight in the Commonwealth, doesn't it? I mean, we look in the Commonwealth, and that's the nature of British hegemony. They colonize 
most of the areas and people of color in the world. So when we look at the Commonwealth, I would think that most of the Commonwealth comprises countries of color, including the Caribbean, does it not? Yes, absolutely. Um, we have, a, in fact, one of the strengths of the Commonwealth that is discussed is the idea that there are so many of these small island developing states, not just in the Caribbean, but in the Pacific and so on, and that over time there's been lobbying and so on for positions in respect to the um, you know, since the small island developing states. But, you know, it's one thing to, um, you know, promise and lobby and advocate and so on. And these are important, you know, that's what we do. Um, it's another thing to have the capacity to do it. And so one of the things I pointed out in the article is that the current strategic plan points to the dwindling financing and the incapacity to finance development agendas. Now, you know, that's troubling because we're, 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 we're breaking up our arrangement to try to get an individual to lead an organization with declining financial capacity to address development challenges. That's the issue for us right now. We need help to address our development agenda. And then it begs the question, what is that development agenda? And to what extent does it include the post-colonial um, eradication of those institutions that persist today? And is that going to be the development agenda? By the way, folks, FYI, the, the current prime minister of Jamaica is Andrew Holmes. Uh, Holness. Uh, Holness, I'm sorry, Andrew Holness. Right. Now, we also have been talking about reparations. And talk to us about that and what Jamaica and the Advocates Network is is also demanding. It's one thing to say we don't want the Queen as head of state, but Britain owes and the European nations owe reparations to the Caribbean community. Absolutely so. And importantly, Jamaica, like other CARICOM countries, have established national reparation committees. And these committees have been set up formally by the governments to work through and discuss the reparations issues, strategies, etc. And we've all signed on to a CARICOM 10-point strategic plan around reparations. And it includes not just the money, but the institutions we need to put in place to tackle health issues, to tackle cultural issues, technology, um, you know, the, 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 the psychological legacies of slavery. And importantly, issues like debt reduction, you know, cancellation of debt. So it's a comprehensive plan that addresses several issues of importance to us that are part of our development challenge. Just folks, that would include an apology, a repatriation, uh, a repatriation program, indigenous peoples development, cultural institutions, public health crisis, illiteracy eradication, African knowledge programs, psychological rehabilitation. Lord have mercy. I'm going to stop there for a minute. See what our, 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 our queen doctor just said. When folk get caught up in the trappings, I am on the Privy Council. See, that's psychological. We think you know, the white man's ice is colder, or in this case, the white queen's ice is colder. And we get pulled in. We've all been victimized by it. We get pulled into that. That's our psychology. 
technology transfer, and number 10, debt cancellation. Let me just say something, because you just inspired me. In this debate we're having in America, where there are those who are uh, uh, xenophobic and nativist, who are who only want lineage-based reparations to go as individual checks to a handful of individuals who can prove it. Folks, look, what Dr. Hamilton and um, what Nyambi Hall and others are saying, what the Advocates Network is saying, what the CARICOM Reparations Commission is saying, all right, is that they are nations and should be treated as nations. Not just, well, let's give everybody a few dollars in their pocket. We are a black nation in this country, which is inclusive of people who came here from the diaspora. And we should be treated as a nation and have these same 10 points right here in America. I just want to want to put that out there. If you if you think like an individual, that's small. But if you think like a nation, that that's that's big and that's much more uh, significant. Now, Dr. Hamilton, in terms of the unity within CARICOM, um, uh, all CARICOM itself as a whole is fully on board and endorses this 10 point program, correct? Yes, that's the agreement that is in place. Yes. That's why it's called a CARICOM 10 point plan. Yeah. So this is the entire Caribbean community, folks. Um, give me your reaction when you hear about these groups in America, unfortunately, and we know who they really are and who they really work for, um, who say that um, we should be separate. We, we're different. Um, that there's no such thing as Pan-Africanism and there's no such thing as a diaspora. And we all should not be together in this reparations fight. What's your reaction to that? One. And two, how do we all benefit, and particularly how does the Caribbean benefit in a unified Pan-African fight for reparations? Well, well, first of all, I think a careful look at the history will make it very clear to anyone who goes through the historical um, evidence that there's really no separate, easy separation between the Black American experience as well. I mean, again, the obvious cases are, is the vice president. You know, she's from Jamaica, right? You know, and so on. So you have, we have, I mean, during the institution of slavery, there've been uh, movements of people post emancipation to today. There are scores of people from the Caribbean, from, from Jamaica, I mean, we've rooted, there's evidence now that some of your vice presidents, in fact, people think, um, you know, uh, this is a first for us in Jamaica in terms of a vice president coming from Jamaica. But there seem to be evidence that there's, your, your, um, I think Dallas and others, there are other, um, you know, people in government who've come from the Caribbean. And Alexander Hamilton also has Caribbean roots from, I think, Nevis. So, so, so there is, um, obvious links and um, intergenerational links that can be located. But importantly, even if there was none, the relationships today suggest that if you benefit, we benefit. 
And if we benefit, you benefit. Because when we collaborate and work together, there are shared benefits. And the reality is many of us are in business in America. There are African-Americans who are here in Jamaica doing business. And so if you benefit in any way, um, the Caribbean can benefit and vice versa. So I think that's how we need to, to see ourselves that, you know, it's not necessarily planned. It has happened. It's part of our reality. And our reality is that we have not only collaborated, but we have, um, there is intergenerational relationships. I mean, Marcus Garvey experience is just another case in point. There's so many. And, and we owe our African-American nationhood to Marcus Garvey. Uh, all Absolutely. of our all of our organizing folks and mobilizing in this country it, it finds its flow beginning in the 20th century from the honorable marcus mosiah garvey every practically every organization formed since then was built on that model uh, and really around the world you know because of his sheer power its number six million people um there are those who even argue that its chapter in south africa is what gave birth to the African National Congress. So, and, and this, and folks didn't say, oh, well, he's from Jamaica. We can't do this. We can't listen to him. Um, so, no, th this is where we are. So now, and we can't deny, as you said, we can't deny who we are. Again, that's, that's why we need psychological transformation. When folk, I, I heard a story about a, a professor who was giving a speech recently. And there was a, a, a sister from the continent in the audience, and she said she didn't consider herself black. And the professor said, you are. We all are. You know, but but we, we have been so mentally colonized, folks. We think we, we are not that which we really are and who we really are. And that's important. What is next, Dr. Hamilton, for the um, uh, Advocates Network uh, in this movement around... Uh, removing the queen as head of state and in this movement around reparations what's next all right so so for us um we think that um you know the shift to the uh, a republic to becoming a republic is really about deepening our, our understanding of what it takes to build a nation the the, the responsibility we have we now have to see jamaica um, as our country, we are the owners. We're not tenants, we're not squatters. We're, you know, we, I think when you look at what has happened over the last 60 years, it feels as if Jamaicans are literally, you know, tenants and somebody else is the owner and somebody else is the landlord, right? We, we have to shift that. And I think our view is that when we see ourselves as owners of Jamaica, when we see ourselves as having the responsibility to shape the future of our nation, I think then we will see some changes. We will not concede in the future of our, our nation and the definition of who we are to someone else. It's us. And um, it's that process of engagement. If more and more Jamaicans feel that way and decide to act that way, then I think we can begin to see changes. And we think important part of that is redefining and reshaping the contract of that engagement. The relationship between the people and the people we employ 
to act on our behalf. And so that contract is our constitution. So we need to look at it again. We need to put provisions and clauses and um, include, exclude, modify arrangements that make us feel it is our constitution, not simply an order and council, but a constitution that means something that we can refer to when we, do, you know, things are not going the way we ought to go. And so um, that's what we think we need to do. And we're beginning that process of engagement. And we certainly want to make sure that our government does what it says it will do, which is to make the legal arrangements to remove the queen of head of state. There's rumors that there's some other royals that may be headed your way soon. So I'll make the same offer I made to our sister, Niambi Hall Campbell. Y'all need me to come down there and help y'all get them people? Yes, we love you to have, we love to have you. <laughs> Come on Un down. Unbelievable. But, I, you know, it was, you know, all the social media memes were, were hilarious because in the Barbados, Pr Prince Charles came to like, you know, hey, I'm going to embrace this. And, and it was even like they replaced the queen as head of state with Rihanna. Like, we're going to make Rihanna the head of state now. <laughs> and, and the queen. And he was there. OK, I'm, I'm cool with it, you know, because everybody loves Rihanna. But no, th this this has to happen. And we all must stand together. And, and I hear what you said, too. This is not just simple as a head of state. You all need a new constitution. Um, and, and, you know, we all of us here in, in the diaspora, in the pan-African world, as Dr. John Henry Clark, the African world need to stand in solidarity on this. And that we will. Professor Dr. Rosa Lee Hamilton, the founder of the Advocates Network, doing a lot of great work. This will not be the last time we talk. And, and look. Folks, y'all might see me go down to Jamaica and, and want to be a part of this and help these folks out because this is an, an important struggle. And I think we all have a great deal to learn from one another. The only reason I'm not Jamaican is because my ancestors were taken off the ship a little bit later. The only reason Dr. Hamilton is not African-American is because her ancestors were taken off a little bit earlier. So all of this stuff about we're different and we got, no, 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 no. And, and, and we are not immigrants. All right. We, the, this is, we are all together in this. And our ancestors explored North America long before Christopher Columbus did. Our ancestors from Africa. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Dr. Hamilton, thank you for joining us on Make It Plain, and I look forward to, to being in, this, uh, in the ongoing struggle with you. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, we, I do hope that we can strengthen our advocacy and our demands for a better future for ourselves and our children by forging stronger collaboration and working together. I think the Pan-African dream must become a reality, and I think it will. I, I believe it's so. Uh, as, as Marcus Garvey would say, it will be so. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.